And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, it is definitely time for a new edition of the Weighing In Show because we've got so much to talk about. Big fights happened last night. They happened in Vegas. Jared Cannonier trying to take Izzy's belt. That didn't happen. Max Holloway trying to take Alexander Volkanovsky's belt. That didn't happen. Robbie Lawler getting knocked out. That did happen. Oh, my God. There was a lot of things happening. Brian Barbarena, you are a stud, dude. I love the way you fight. My man, you were at the Fight Companion in Calabasas with Brendan Schaub, Luke Rockhold, and some little midget comedian that knew nothing (laughs) about MMA. He was such a nice guy, though. His name's Trevor Wallace. He's a comedian as well, but he's got a huge following. I I honestly, in, in full disclosure, I never heard of him, but he was so nice. I figured he had a pretty big following since he was there with Brendan and and uh, he was extremely nice. Great guy. Talked a lot after after the show. We uh, He didn't talk a lot during the yeah, show. So he didn't you talk could... a lot during the show because he did not yeah. know anything. <laughs> there Has was a moment. Has he ever watched a fight? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, don't I, know. I, I couldn't tell you because there was a moment there where he goes, so who's like the biggest guy in, the, you know, in MMA? And I'm like, oh, and, and we all looked at each other like, oh, yeah, probably Connor. And then he goes, no, 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 like the biggest guy. Like the, and he's like, and we're like, you so know those weight classes, right? And he goes... <laughs> Oh, there is? I was like, oh, no. Dude, he's going yeah, back yeah, to 1993. <laughs> he wasn't even born uh, in 1993, I don't think. He, he was so nice, though. It was fun to be around. Talked with him before the show. Talked with him after the show. And we had some back and forth a little bit during the show. Super nice guy. Comedian as well. He's got some shows coming up as well. Um, over the, And then Luke came in. Luke doing what Luke does, what normally he does. Comes in 25 minutes late. <laughs> He shows up late, just walks in. He's got his aviators on. They're like the yellow aviators, got the yellow lenses. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Look, yeah, you know what I mean. It's when you're dealing when you're dealing with Luke Rockhold, you're a Ralph Lauren model, and you're just coming. It, the funniest part is right. He comes Time in. Time starts when you arrive. He comes. Yeah, he comes in. He's like, "What's up, man?" I'm like, "Hey, it was so good to see him. I haven't seen him in a long time, like in person. See him all the time. We chat over through Facetime occasionally here and there. But man." <laughs> He comes in. You and they, like, I look at him. I'm like, bro, your your shirt has like five, six, seven stains on it. Did you not? Did you not wash it? Did you? What, you, you didn't get like you. You can't. He's got I, like on. I ain't got just time funny. to wash it. Yeah, he just he had the stains on the shirt. He was picking up his food, and it was so funny. He talks with his. He talks when he's chewing into the mic, and I was like, <laughs> and then he gets away from the mic every time when he's talking. He like lays back in the chair. I had to keep pushing the mic towards him. But it's uh, it was good to see him. I'm glad he looks ripped, man. I saw him afterwards, and uh, he's. I saw like he took his shirt up a little bit. I was like, "Damn, dude, you're fucking lean right now." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "This has been a long camp because remember he was getting ready for Costa before." Yep. And then Costa pulled out because he had to get his hair plugs, and so well, then he pulled he out. Also of the was getting ready for Strickland, and then got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He hurt so his back. Yeah, so he's he's been in a long camp. <laughs> so, well, a lot of people were talking about he like um. Oh, you know, like oh, he was he was drunk. This not like he hasn't drank in over six months. Yeah. So I mean, you know, is I was like, Luke just talks that way. That's the way Luke is. So Luke he just kind of has a little bit, of, <laughs> a little bit of a yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, when you're that cool and you've done it with all these superstars, you're the man. When you're in a when you're you in a when you're on billboards in Times Square, Ralph Lauren, <laughs> fucking who cares? Uh, Say whatever you matter. want. 
he's it's so funny he said he i, I didn't know this he's like um He's like, oh yeah, because someone asked. I think Brandon asked. He's like, hey, so do you have a tattoo? Because I was like, no, I don't have a tattoo. And he looks at Luke. He's like, you got tattoos? He's like, yeah. He's got one. He holds his pinky up, and he's got a little smiley face on the end of his pinky. <clears throat> it's a tattoo. And he, I'm like, and then he goes, yeah, it's my first date with Demi Lovato. <laughs> that was his. <laughs> they went and got. They went and got tattoos. I was like, oh wow, wow, that's okay. <laughs> hey, you gotta be, you gotta be very impressed with Luke when it comes, Luke. I mean, here's a guy that took a pop star and he actually drove her into becoming a lesbian. That's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> is she a lesbian now? Is I don't she? know. She's non-binary. So I don't know, oh, I don't what, know what it is now. Is. So I, I, I could be definitely talking out of turn there. I was just joking. Though. I don't know. I don't know. I had, I had a friend. You start had, talking about. I had a friend yeah. one time and that was his, my big thing. He, he was he was a player and he got married, had a beautiful wife, beautiful family. And he was always screwing around. And finally his wife, that's it. She leaves him and she leaves him for another woman. I said, dude, you're oh. the only you're the only guy I know that could drive a woman towards lesbianism. Just drive that's her there. No, no, no. I've got I've got three <laughs> friends. I've got three friends that their wives left them and now they're with other women. Yeah. Yeah. Ma two of them are married and have I think they have kids. Men now. have that ability kids. to be that caustic that we Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the other this side. This is true. I also, but oh, in return, in return, I have a girlfriend. Her husband left and was is now with, him, with another man. So he's gay. Yeah, he was gay yeah. from the start, though. Yeah, he was gay from the start. She was probably yeah. lesbian from the start. They were yeah, probably, maybe. Like, yeah. So um, I don't hey, think before, one day all of a sudden you're 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 a heterosexual. Then all of a sudden I'm gay. That you know it doesn't happen. We we were gonna get into this news later on because we were talking about Rockhold. I know that lose late. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about that news at the end right, with, the Rock, with the Rockhold comments and stuff. But first, go to WayneAndPodcast.com, pick up some of our merch, and we also have a new five rounds main event T-shirt that is out. Great artwork put together. And uh, who did that? Who did the artwork there, Dave? Rebel Line artwork on Instagram. Nice, nice. You guys check them out. They do some good work. They were actually reached out to they they hooked up with Dave and they were able to. To put the design together for our five rounds main event short show that we do on our clips channel, you guys check it out. It's it's a fun little show that we do. Uh, we're gonna probably include it this week uh, into our main show, into this show. I'd like to do uh, if we can. Yeah, play, just so you can. We can do last week's show. We'll just include it in this week's show. Add a little flavor to it if we can. But look, this is one of those things where we have fun. We go back and forth. It's a real short. It's only probably no longer than fifteen minutes at the most. But John generally loses. Oh, but dude, why, actually, why do you have to lie? Why do you have to lie John, all the time? John, I actually, dude, I actually, you my realize does, that this is all adding up over I, time. I read, I read the comments. I got destroyed. Apparently, I guess, I guess <laughs> I, it was, it was like, it was like, I had like six people say I was, it was like a 10, eight round for me. But then, but then the rest of them all said I lost. I was okay. like, you guys are just haters, man. You guys hate, you just guys haters. hate me. Like you guys hate Rockhold. I don't understand. Yeah. This must be the looks and the jawline clean teeth i get it i got white teeth yeah. i get it. i brush mine but anyways look uh but before we get into anything else let's go right into the ufc hall of fame let's talk about my boy khabib habib and my other boy dc congratulations to both of them being inducted to the hall of fame absolutely i did i did watch the post fight or not post fight but the post interviews from the hall of fame inductions and it's gonna just eat habib up the rest of his life that dc went in literally two minutes before him it's gonna drive him nuts. Why are you kidding? It's driving him nuts. That matters. <laughs> yeah, it does. Apparently, to DC, he's like, no, no, it's gonna bug Habib that I actually got my trophy first, so I went in first. I actually officially went in at the same time, the, the same day. No, 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 no. 
time matters. Time matters. It's, it's hold on. That's like saying, here, I open the door for you so you can walk in. So well, like, I'll hold the door and you walk in first. You're there first. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know oh how that works. God. But it was it, so funny. I was, it was fun watching them give each other a hard time. It was, dude, I actually had people and, and it's crazy and no one could ever say it. I, I guess someone could say it with Nurmagomedov, Madoff, but people saying DC didn't deserve the hall of fame. And I'm like, I'm on Twitter. I'm like, are you kidding? 22 and three, the guys fought everyone that you could fight in both weight classes. He fought five current or former champions, one against five current four. The only guy he couldn't beat was John Jones. Really? He beat yeah. Stipe. Yeah. He lost to him, but he beat him. Guy had an incredible career as a Grand Prix champion. And remember who he beat during that Grand Prix. Oh Just my list god. List the names of guys he beat during well, that Grand let's Prix. Let's go. I, I don't remember who his alternate match was. But his next match is into the actual tournament was against Bigfoot Silva. He yeah. knocks Bigfoot Silva out and he fought Josh Barnett mm -hmm. in the finals and yep. destroyed Josh Barnett. You know? He actually Dave, Dave who, who did DC beat in the alternate? Come on, Dave. You got to get on top of this stuff, man. I shouldn't have to be telling you. Let's go, buddy. Shouldn't have to. Who did? I'm going to have to call up Chin to give you some tips, some pointers. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Who did he beat? So right before he fought Bigfoot Silva, Jeff Munson. Okay. He beat Jeff Munson in the uh, alternate. So, That's so another that big name. Match. Sorry. That's another Jeff big Munson, name. Jeff Munson, Bigfoot Silva, then... Josh, but, but okay, but, I mean, just take a look. Since his, his his record is up there, take a look at that. Bigfoot Silva, Josh Barnett, go down. Frank Mir. I know he. I know he beat Big Country. He beat Roy Nelson. Uh, yep, there it is. Beat Patrick Cummings. Destroyed Dan Henderson. Lost to John Jones. Beat Anthony Johnson twice. Beat Alexander mm -hmm. Gustafson. Beat Anderson Silva. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what do you want from somebody? Yeah, it's amazing. The, the big, yeah, the thing is, uh, he he destroyed Derek Lewis. He knocked out Stipe when he did beat him for the title for the heavyweight title. Yep. It was Demir. He just tooled all over the place. I mean, he 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 should have look. He should have been at heavyweight the whole time. The reason yes. why he went to two hundred five, the reason why he went to two hundred five is because Kane was there. And when Kane was going through the battle with the WWE as well as with the UFC on how much to pay him and this and that. DC was down at, at light heavyweight making his run. Now, if DC would have been able to beat John Jones, then it would have all been for a it would have all been for a great great purpose. But since he was not able to beat him, there's that talk that oh he shouldn't have been in. That's a bunch of crap. Who look at who you're comparing him how, to? Hold on, how do you how do you sit there and sit there and you look and go because you can't beat the guy who's actually one of the best ever to do it? That means you shouldn't be in the Hall of. Are you kidding? Yeah. This guy was a, a just sensational wrestler who turned into a sensational MMA fighter who dominated very good fighters. He did everything that you could ask. The only thing he didn't do was beat John Jones. Yeah. That was it. I would have liked to have seen him make that run, though, um, while Kane was away, if he'd have went back up to heavyweight. But then he'd already had his, his, his eyes set on on fighting uh, John Jones. It was already too close, and he knew yeah. that he was right there. But if he would have just stayed at heavyweight, because Kane sh left shortly after DC yeah. went down at 205 and was starting to make his run. Kane left shortly after. I would have liked to have seen DC go up right away, because he was a way better fighter at heavyweight. And I, not, not taking anything away from what he did at 205. 
It's just his power, his power didn't translate when he dropped the 205. He didn't have the same pop. He didn't have the same power. And not to mention, he was always a better wrestler than the majority of every heavyweight that he ever faced. He was a better wrestler. Then he was also faster. He really that's how I started giving him that Kung Fu Panda, that Kung Fu Panda <laughs> name. Was because he could do yeah. things that heavyweight guys couldn't do. You know, and that's you just gotta be honest. You've got to be honest with yourself when you're sitting here uh talking about what he is capable of or what he was capable of at that heavyweight division. He was a better wrestler than most. He had he had fast hands. No, 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 um, stop. He was a better wrestler than all of them. Yeah. In the heavyweight true. division. Okay. Let's yeah. be honest. I'll yeah. give him that. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah I mean, but people don't people don't realize DC could wrestle. DC, no, was he could. Fucking, good. it's so it's so funny how they everyone overlooks it because oh, he got taken down by John Jones. Yeah, well, that's an MMA fight, and that's what happens. Yeah, this is very true. Now, in terms of let's talk about who's not a but who's, hold, who's but hold on, go ahead. But this this is the one thing I want to say. I cannot wait to see the people and what they say. Should should Donald Cerrone be in the Hall of Fame? Oh my God, no doubt. Are you but he's got five me? times plus five times the losses that DC has. Are I you, mean, like, uh, it's crazy. I'm surprised, they didn't, I'm surprised they didn't induct him right now. Thank you. Right. As soon as right he took his gloves the off, they should have said, all right, yeah. we're putting you in right now. Did Cub Swanson retire? No. Why is he retired. in the Hall of Fame then? Because the uh, Hall of Fame was after. No, no. Th th that's when you have a fight that is inducted into the Hall of Fame. Got it. They they do it that way, and you you can go in, and that's happened with a couple of guys. Diego Sanchez, yeah, yeah. Diego Sanchez had it during yeah. that time, so there was you know different guys, Clay Guida, so that that can happen. So that's yeah, just the way. That I wonder, goes. are they going to start? Are they going to induct fighters or fights that that like say like you have fighters right, like Quentin Jackson and and Anderson, or not Anderson Silva, but Quentin Jackson and like um. Uh, Vanderlei Silva, because remember they bought Pride. Do you still count those now as Hall of Fame inductees? Because you own those rights and those well, they, those they fights. Should. Let's be honest. They they inducted Sakuraba into the UFC Hall of Fame. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, he had one fight in the UFC. One. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's, it's becoming a little bit of a popularity contest. Um, oh, but it's, I it is a, yeah, it's seriously. This is if you're if you're on the wrong side of I'm just let's be if you're on the wrong side of Dana, you ain't getting in. If you're a buddy of his, you're getting in. Well, not in all and fairness, all right. though, in all fairness, John, that's not really true. They Go offered ahead. it to Frank Shamrock. Frank Shamrock told him to shove it up there. Is that okay? That and was so he said. Look, I offered on, it to stop, you. Stop. Stop. Go ahead. Go ahead. That Frank was, told me he said he shoved it up. His he ass. did. He's like I told he, him to shove it up. His he ass. did. He did. Because Dana said, there's no way I'm doing it. There's a guy named Ant Evans who was in charge of it at the time. And he kept on pushing, saying, look, we we cannot be looked at as being viable if we don't induct the guy who was the first one that was the middleweight champion and did all these great fights and helped build a sport, helped build the U.S. I know you don't like him. you know." And finally, Dana said, all right, go ahead and you, know, you can do it. Ant calls him, and that's when Frank says, I don't want it. You can shove that up your ass. I don't want it. And so is Ant, is Ant still there? No, he's not. Go ahead. No, he's not. <laughs> I know. Tell the story though. Why is no. he not there? You Why is me. he not there, John? Well, go ahead. Since you know. <laughs> well, because he pressed so hard for the Frank Shamrock to get in, and, and when he told did him to it, shove it, that was it. He said, "See you later." You, That's right. you tried. You you, you wanted this to happen, then you didn't even make it happen after I let you. Okay, goodbye. 
Damn, yeah, that's ruthless. That's rush. Well, this is the other thing, though. This is, I'm going to bring up another name. How the fuck is Jens Pulver not in this thing yet? Oh, that's easy. Wait, it is okay. What, what, hold on. What's easy about it? Go ahead. Tell me. Well, let's take a look I'm at lost. the. Take a look at Jens's overall record in the UFC. Hold on. Pull it up. You'll see. And the the biggest thing. What did I just say? When you pissed Dana off, if you recall, Jens Pulver did what with his his light his uh, lightweight belt? I don't know. He threw it in the trash can. He did he did a whole video. Dumbest uh, thing ever. Yeah. And he, he videoed himself throwing it in the trash can because that's where if because look at the time, you know the UFC was not you know big in bucks at the time, and at the time that Jens was fighting as their champion. BJ was the the hot ticket coming up, and they fought at UFC 35. And Jen's purse as the champion was eleven and eleven. Twenty two thousand dollars is what he walked away with, wow. and and that's where he wanted more money. And I understand why he wanted more money. I'm not saying he was wrong, but people, you know, it's a different day and age, and the amount of money and things are completely different. But you know. Jens Pulver was a stud, and he's a great fighter. And, I, and I, I agree with you. I think he should be. He was the first lightweight champion in the UFC. I agree with you. I think he should be in the yeah. Hall of Fame because that, that's it's those those are the kind of things that you can't get away from ever. No one can take that one thing from Jens Pulver ever. He was the first. I feel like everyone that was the first should automatically be in. Yeah. Just my hey, my personal opinion. Just about. If, if Frank doesn't want to be in, that's fine. That's but his. Jens, that's his call. Yeah, that's his call. If, if Jens doesn't want to be in, then that's fine. But I I feel like there's he's one of those guys that just gets forgot about. Like oh yeah. you know whatever because you know we've had such great lightweights since him. You oh, know yeah. all along from from and the lightweight division has been the most stacked division I feel throughout uh, the UFC of this you know uh, Lorenzo Fertitta era. It's been the most stacked division with the most some of the most exciting fights that they've had in history. Yeah. And so when I look at Jens, he should automatically be in. I think Frank should automatically be in. There's do other me a fighters. favor, Dave. Take a look and, and count up the wins and losses of UFC fights for Jens Pulver. Josh and I will continue to talk. But I, I look, I agree with you. I, I think Jens, quit looking at it. You, he'll get it. He's uh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't matter what that thing says. I still believe he de- <laughs> I think he deserves to be in there. I don't care what it says in the UFC. It doesn't bother and so, me. But it's, it's the, I honestly believe it was that Throwing the belt in the trash can and that video yeah. of it, that didn't help, and that was that's the reason why. That's that would be his first fight, Alfonso Alcaraz. That's the first one there. Jesus, Six wins, man. two losses, one draw. Six in wins, two losses. That's still that's still good. And he and he's beating the who's who at the time. You guys got to remember there was only five. Hold on, hold on. Go, Maybe go down five. there. He's go got to have more losses than two. No, in the UFC it's only two. Yeah, in, hold on, uh, go on. Sorry, oh, you want me to go back up? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm so just trying to see because I, I know he lost to to, W-E-F, to, to BJ. Who can he shoot, lost to a prayed, prayed. I uh, uh, sorry, UFC. There's the two UFC losses here: Lozon and BJ Penn. Right and there, because okay, w- it went to WEC. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then it was all non-UFC after that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, he's the look, first. I I agree with you. He was the first. I think he should be. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see it. I don't know if you're going to though. Uh okay, so let's talk, talk about our other boy here. Khabib. Habib. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was in this I was in this conversation last night with uh 
with Brendan and uh, and Luke and those guys. Is he is he the best? Is he the best fighter of all time? I said no. No. But is he the best lightweight of all time? I said yes. Yeah. If give me another lightweight. But he didn't have a long. That's his his issue is, and you're, he's always going to have this issue is that he 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 fought while he still had a lot left in the tank. Oh, and, and he's reti- he, which is great. I'm happy for him. He had years left. If what's going to end up happening with Habib and, and his legacy is going to be this. People are going to talk about how great he was, but that he left at the prime when all these people were there wanting shots at him and stuff. And he had, they're going to say that he had more to prove. Did he? No. I mean, he didn't have anything he had to prove, but they're going to say, well, there was, there was more people for him to fight more people to establish that there was no one that was close to him in that division. (sighs) You know, you got to figure when, you know, it, why he left was not just fighting. He left because of his dad. His dad dying of COVID was a huge impact on him staying as an active fighter or him leaving. And you can't, everything changes for people over time. Sometimes that time takes years. Sometimes that time is one day. And I think in one day, his whole world changed. And you can't, you can't look at it in any other way. He is the best lightweight I ever saw. He's the most dominant fighter as far as the way he fought that I ever saw. Is he the best fighter in my opinion? No, I think there's other people out there. I think overall, a better overall fighter, you know, but no one beat him. So anyway, you could argue and tell me, hey, John, you're wrong. Okay, I can be wrong with it. Yeah. Because you know, no one beat him. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I look at it a bunch of different ways. Is that, Khabib, to me, like you said, was the most dominant fighter in his weight class, hands down. And when people no say, doubt. oh, he didn't, who, who did he beat? Well, he <laughs> destroyed Justin Gaethje. He beat Dustin Poirier. He, you know, like, sure, maybe he didn't have a long list of guys. And there's always going to be new fighters that come along. That, sure. Oh, he should have fought him. Oh, this guy, he would have beat him. You, yeah. No, 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 no. Those guys, those guys, look at, look what, look what, and I'll, I'll use Chandler as an example. Everyone's like, oh, Chandler and Khabib would be a great fight. No. I'm sorry. I'm telling you happen. right now. And that has no. nothing to do with how I feel about, you know, fighters. No. Whether I'm biased to I love to Mike Chandler. Exactly. And I'm telling you right now, no. No. Mike so, Chandler would have one shot of knocking Khabib out, just same mm-hmm. as Justin Gaethje had a shot. Yeah. And uh, he'd have been mauled. And then that's but that's my, my point is that on that take, is that, look, these other fighters that have come up now, the one that really does, really does interest me was, was the Oliveira fight. Because Khabib has been in trouble in submission wise with sure. with Dustin, Dustin and training wise, and I've you know in the training situation, I've seen him maul top level black belts, but I've also seen him be in trouble sometimes. I've never seen him get tapped in terms of with a with you know grappling in the in the room, but I've seen him in trouble. I've seen him in, in really shitty situations, and Charles has a way of of finishing creating really run. shitty situations for you exactly. <laughs> So that fight does really interest me because it does pose a threat on the feet and on the ground. It poses a threat. That's he's when you look at Charles Oliveira, he's the, the, probably one of the most well-rounded fighters to ever step foot in the cage, you know. And so when I look at the, him, I say, if I was going to say, oh, there'd be one fight I'd want to see, it'd be I'd want to see that fight. All the other fights, Dustin, Colby Covington, or you know, 
Gaethje or anybody else in that top, Dariush, no desire. I, I don't even care. I don't care. They don't. They don't pose a threat. To how, did him. You put, how did you put Colby Covington? Today? He's a different weight class. Well, there was there was talk he was going to go to seventy. I know he's not going to fight. I know he won't fight Usman. Him and Usman are friends, yeah. and they're all managed by Ali. And then there's no there's that love of like, no, I'd never fight Khabib. And Khabib's like, I'd never fight Usman. So you got to throw Colby in there because he's number two. Okay. So <laughs> that's all I throw it in there. Right. Um, I, there's just no there would be no threat there. He would out wrestle Colby, and I'm not. It's not a Colby hate. It's just he would out wrestle him. He'd stuff all Colby's takedowns and he would put Colby on his back and he would maul him like he did everyone else. Especially after especially after seeing what he's doing right now at the weight that he's at, walking around. He is thick right now. We saw him at the last uh the last Bellator. I was like, good guy, man, looking small. He's like, Yeah, I'm a little big right now. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I said. So, but I mean feeling pretty good. Luke last night was talking about it. he's like, Man, he is fucking strong right now. Just strong. He's got cardio. He's this is I would love to see him back and fight in at 70 or 85. He he'd be a monster, man. He'd be a monster. But I want to tip my hat to him. There's always gonna be fighters that are gonna come up and fans are always gonna say, Oh, he would be he would beat Khabib. No, probably not. I mean, you gotta think in how dominant that's the whole that's the whole conversation, I think, with with Khabib. How dominant he was for so long. Never lost a round up until what, the fourth round with with uh what's his name? With uh, Connor. Connor? Third? Yeah, he, in third round, third round when he third took round. it off and then yeah, finished him off. in the fourth. Yep. He really didn't even lose that round. It was such a close round, and he just didn't do enough. Oh, some people will say himself. some people will say that he lost the first round against Justin. Yeah, and, uh, I think I think the judges gave it to Justin. Yeah, I, Justin, did, I didn't did, think so. Yeah, but I didn't like, think so either because he almost finished him at the end of the round. And it's what it's not so much what Justin's throwing; it's what hits, what lands clean. Yeah, so I don't know. That's true as well. It was, but by but the end, it, it was definitely yeah. Khabib. You're looking and going, yeah, it's this fight. He's going to take it. Yeah. Yep, yep. But hey, to, to both my to both my boys, congratulations. You guys well deserved, and I'm um, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to seeing what's next for these guys in their chapter. DC obviously I think doing DC's all the stuff set. on TV. Yeah, DC is doing his thing on TV. He's got his hands in every little thing, which is good for him. And uh, Khabib just out traveling, just doing everything, being a coach. Yeah. Guys everywhere working with them, working with this young talent. Promoter. You talk about yeah, hard and the, work and the promoter. That's true, and the promoter for Eagle FC. So congratulations to both of them. Um, all right, well, let's get right into the UFC talk, UFC 276. We normally go in order of where the fights come in. So we normally go like we'll go PFL because that was on Friday night. We go to UFC. But you know what? Today we decided to treat you guys. Okay, you guys can thank us later for it. We're going to go UFC 276 right off the bat. Let's go right to the main event. Let's go right to oh. the main event. That's what all everyone's right. been waiting for. So if you're going to go right for. to the main event, did it happen like I said? All right, this show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie's changed their promo, and we're going to go ahead and lay that all out for you. 10% cash up to $200 with one-time rollover and a minimum deposit of $45. This means they only have to wager their money once to get the bonus cash. You hear that? You only got to wager your money one time to get your bonus cash. No more 10 times to wager to get your, your cash out. Now just that one time. Wager that winnings, you get your money back right after that. Very nice by mybookie.ag. Also, if you guys use our promo code Wayne in. Guess what? They give you that little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit. I'm telling you guys right now, we did, John and I had some good picks over this last weekend, UFC, PFL. We talked a lot about that as well. Some baseball we can throw in there as well coming up. I'm not a big baseball fan, but money is to be made from inning to inning and the seventh inning stretch because 
you guys watch all the time. I'm always tired. Okay, but at mybookie.ag, use that promo code Wayne in. We want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. And make sure you guys lay down those odds at mybookie.ag. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, John, John, I, I've told you this so many times. I've got CTE. I don't remember where I left my keys, okay? How the <laughs> hell am I going to remember what you said five days ago? Um, right. I said, if Jared Cannonier is going to have any chance, he cannot stay at range against Adesanya. What did he do the entire fight? Yeah. The only time he looked good is when he was putting Adesanya on his back foot and he was throwing combinations. He and he was him, coming like forward he... and, and closing that space, yeah. taking away... You've got you cannot allow Adesanya to have the range to kick. Make limit limit his tools and limit his abilities to hurt you by I would I can see those two. Let me crush this space and take away I, obviously I have to think about the knee still, but I can take away these kicks and you're taking away some of this guy's, you know, arsenal and you're putting yourself in a position where Cannoneer's got power. He can land a good shot. He landed some good shots in that, in that fight. fifth round. He landed some good shots. He just, there wasn't enough output for him to be able to, you know, take and, and overcome what Izzy was doing. It just wasn't there. You know, tough dude. I love, I love the way, you know, he was, he was trying the whole time. You could see, you know, and he was, he was in that, Hey, I almost that I, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. He was kind of like telling himself. And then when, when you have that, you go, it's rough. It's a rough one because every time Izzy does something, it's you're you're like, Ugh. he's but. gonna he's gonna look back at this fight, John. He's gonna kick himself in the ass because he he knows he could have done more. I think he could especially especially he when shape. he see yeah he was in shape, but I think especially when he sees himself on TV, he's watching it back, going, I landed there, I landed there, and I should have went a little bit further. Oh, I think he's gonna realize too in that fifth round. He hit Izzy against the fence, and Izzy kind of stumbled a little bit. Whether he stumbled because his legs went weak or the fence got in the way, I couldn't tell. I think but regardless, yeah. he could have still pressured a little bit more to land some more combinations, and he sat back. Yeah. When you're when you're down four rounds to none, yeah. or maybe whatever, maybe one three, round, I, I you know, three I to it, one. I, I think I had it three one. I, going I, I think last. I had it. Th I had it four. I had it four one overall. It's three yeah. one, but it was That's yeah, it I was. Had. But regardless, if you know in that fifth round, this is, okay, I hit him. Let me try to touch him some more. You got to get after him. No one, like, look, at the end of the day, the L next to your name is Doesn't still an matter. L. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the L is, maybe this side. L? Is it? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Put up the other hand. It's, the way I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, this, this nope. oh, the way you're looking at Negative. it, this one? There you go. Okay, that's the an way L. You're, looking at. There you go, you're doing good. Okay. You're an L. <laughs> good. So, it, I was, it was... It was a little frustrating to watch because I felt like he could have done more. Izzy looked flat, didn't look great. He's looked better before. But look, this is one of those situations where he understands that Kennedy's got power. Kennedy yep. could have just decided to let it all go and, and really put him on his back foot. Izzy has, when I look at Izzy, I look at uh, Alex Bahia also. Both those guys, they have, they have a tendency to fight in a kickboxing style. So when uh -huh. you put pressure on them, they reach a little bit to parry. Okay, they move their head sure a little bit offline, but the shots get through because of the little gloves. So if you can pressure them and make them fight on their back foot, they tend to get hit a little bit more. I think that's why Kelvin Gaslam had such such a good result when he, he had fought success. Izzy. Yeah. He had success because he was pushing Izzy back and making Izzy get into exchanges. Yeah. And Kelvin was landing, but Kelvin was also getting popped too, as we saw. But it, there was moments there where he was clipping Izzy. 
but you and gotta so you, you gotta, gotta really, fight him that way you gotta really look there's one thing about izzy that is absolutely unique his balance and the way that he can actually bend his body in a way to avoid a shot but then actually throw and throw with actual a little bit of snap and balance still He's amazing as far as what he can do and how he can throw off balance, but it still has power on it, and it, it looks like it's balanced. He's dangerous, every, you know. In in the standup, he's dangerous everywhere, and you got to be careful. But I do think it's exactly like you're saying. You got to say, well, if I stay to the outside with this guy, he's got all the tools necessary to to win the fight. You've got to mix it up and make it to where he's not comfortable. As soon as he's comfortable, you got problems. But he's going to run into the problem, though, doing what, trying to get away with that same type of technique against someone like Alex Pajaya. He's going to run into a hard... Is it well, Pajaya or Pereira? Is it Pereira? Pajaya or Pereira? Pereira. Pereira. Who knows? That's all the difference. Because a, a traditional kickboxer is going to find the is going to find the timing and the rhythm of him dipping his head back or leaning back and attack the legs. Or if he's not leaning back, he's going to go ahead and start touch him to the body whatever it is it's gonna it's gonna make different you're dealing with mma guys like cannoneer and whoever else he's fought but in kelvin Gaslam, who are predominant they're, they're basically they're strikers that learned how to strike they didn't come up in a kickboxing background they didn't come up fighting world-class level kickboxers so they're grapplers gonna who learn how to stand up a, like grapplers that learn how to stand up so that's i gotta give you gotta give izzy credit though he's learned how to stuff takedowns He's learned how to use his wide base to keep his his hips wide and his legs wide so you can't lock your hands under the butt. He's learned how to do all those things. But Alex ain't going to be trying to take him down. Nope. I'm, I don't, I'm, I don't want to say I'm leaning towards Alex. I'm just I'm leaning a little bit towards Alex, John. Well, let's be honest. Alex has two wins against Izzy. And no matter, it. It, it does it doesn't matter what, you know, the whole hype thing. And I, I heard Izzy saying, you know, oh, you know, this is different. This is MMA. That was kickboxing, you know, different guys, small gloves here. Yeah, small gloves here. And Alex is going to have a pair of a pair of those on too. Yeah. And here's the thing with Alex. He matches up physically with Izzy. That's They're true. both very tall, both about 6'4", both super long range, about 80 inches as far as the length of the reach, both very strong. And I think actually, I think Alex is a little bit stronger little physically stronger. I think Izzy doesn't get as tired as I've seen Alex at times, but they match up incredibly well. But let's be honest. Alex has got a knockout against him. He knocked him out. I mean, he knocked him out, and he's got that kind of power. I, Izzy doesn't have that one-punch knockout power the same as Alex. Alex has got that it when it comes to power. One shot, he can put you out. And you, and you can see, even we'll talk about it, but his, his fight yeah. with Strickland, not only did he hurt him with it, then he hit him with the next and the next because he's accurate. And that's what put Sean, you know, out. So, but it, look, you can't say anything bad about Izzy. I love, no. I love the way he nope. handles himself. You know, outside, you know, you can sit there and say, well, men shouldn't wear pearl necklaces. Okay. Shouldn't, they shouldn't frost tip their nails either, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right, but I can I can I can look past the pearl necklace. The I can, frosted, I can, the frosted, I can look the nails. I can look past the frosted. I cannot look past. You're talking about TikTok. 
<laughs> this is true. I still remember Valerie Lorena. She ran up to us and she goes, hey, follow me on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have TikTok. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. <laughs> I, I don't have TikTok. And I mean, and like, I realistically, I realistically am old enough to be your dad, too, by the way. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <that's> scary. <laughs> I was like, I don't have TikTok. I was like, oh, man, John and I, we were call calling the fight side by side. We look at each other like, she say follow her on TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> like, John, like, we have TikTok. I, dude, I looked at you, I went, TikTok? Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. That ain't happening. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it just, it comes down to, I think, with, with Izzy, I think he's extremely talented. You can't, I can't say enough good things about him. I love what he does in terms of building his brand, his entrance, the pearl necklace, whatever, the frosted tips, <laughs> all of these things, TikTok, I mean, all anime, all of this stuff, I'm down with. I'm down. But I'm down to do whatever makes his career the best. I, I love. I love the fact. Look, he's comfortable being him, That's and good. he doesn't care if you don't like what he does. He doesn't care about you don't like my frosted tips. I don't give a shit. You don't like my pearls. Too bad. You don't have to wear them. I'm wearing them, and that's the way it's supposed to be. And and the one thing I will I will say off of the whole entire complexity of everything, he catches people's attention. Yeah, that that walkout he did was as was basic. Awesome. It was as basic and simple as you could make something, but it spoke volumes about his idea of motivation and how to catch attention. And he's right, John, or not John, but Dave. Dave, I, why? Look, he makes enough money. Why couldn't he hire the big fat guy that comes out with the Undertaker? He's the dead. dead. Guy? No, He's I know. Dead. But hire someone that looks like him. Paul Bear. Come on, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Get the Paul Bear. What's that guy's name? Was he the something? Was it just Paul, Paul Bear? Bear? Yeah. Dude, he could. He could have. He could have asked. Hell, Vince McMahon the, was there. He could have asked Mark, the the Undertaker, to come out there with him. The See? commission guy that was to his right kind of looked like the Paul Bear guy. All he had to do was put some white makeup on him to make him a little bit more pale. The commission yeah. guy the to the right looked just like the him. The inspector looked like him it. a little bit. Had See, a little bit of that like black goatee look yeah, going. It was pretty funny. funny. There was a major miss in that fight and the major miss, a couple of misses. Uh, first miss was Kane, the Undertaker's brother, didn't run out and choke slam Cannoneer in the middle of the fight. That would have been <laughs> epic. And then For, okay, B, stop, hold on. That yeah. is because Kane is busy being the mayor of Knoxville. Yeah, but he sometimes he comes back. He, periodically, he comes back. Is he really? He is. Yeah, he's a mayor. Yeah, he's a mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great. Oh mayor. shit, man! Um, I might I need to move to Knoxville then. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah baby! <laughs> just choke slamming his way through these. My this, mayor this can kick your mayor's ass. Oh man, <laughs> have you not seen my fucking mayor? He's a scrawny little piece of shit. I told you, my mayor Jesus. can kick his ass. And then yeah. Cannoneer, right? He has the he has a little dreads. He kind of looks like Booker T. What he should have done to counter that was he no, should Booker have done Booker T had Rooney. the big ponytail. Well, he Bo did Booker later. Booker T had the ponytail, man. Yeah. Earlier, like you know, twenty years ago, when uh, Undertaker looked like Izzy last night, um, <laughs> Booker T looked like Cannoneer. Cannoneer should have done the the, the Spinner Rooney, and then the it was Spinner Rooney. Epic. Rooney. Yeah, you never seen wow. the Spinner epic Spinner. I've never seen the Spinner Rooney. Can you pull Spinner Rooney up for me? Yeah. Let me see what a Spinner Rooney looks like. You don't want to the know what a Spinner Rooney, Rooney looks I like. gotta know what a Spinner Rooney. You can't Spinner throw out Rooney. a name like Spinner Rooney and not tell me and not show me what it looks like. <laughs> it is the most uh is the most epic move and Oh, here's now this, it's epic. So, so and this now it's epic. More epic. 
This is more epic than like Spinaroonie. Doesn't Randy Orton do the Spinaroonie too? Oh, isn't this just like a backspin? No, T does the Spinaroonie. I thought Randy Orton did the Spinaroonie also. Uh, no, Jeez. Randy Orton does the RKO. I don't know. That's Booker talking. T. Look at the long hair, like I said. I I've met this Booker. guy. He's a big guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, he seems he's very nice. Guy. By the he's way, he's a great he was guy. Very nice. nice. Oh, here's the spin. Okay. Oh, yeah. Little yeah. break dance Spinaroonie. Okay, I I can do that. You can do that's that. No spin, way you can do that's, that. That's that's how you start. That's that. how you start. That's how you start your backspin. Are you when you're doing like in break dancing? You used to do your yeah. little backspin. Yeah, that's how you start it. The yeah. spin a Rooney. That's been around since Michael Jackson days. The the early pop and lock break dancing days. Come on, Dave. Jeez, man. Come on, Dave. <laughs> I'm only a couple of years right, enough enough from me of the and your dad too. You by the get way, this stuff off of my. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> John knows all these guys, though. That's the thing. John knows yeah, all of them. I know exactly. Pretend yeah. that he doesn't watch WWE yeah, on Sunday night over here. He's Not at home. At just, all. He's at home. Okay, it, hold on. Fast forward. And this is my problem. I've met so many of them and great guys. Oh, and, nice. and some of them, you know, I, I still stay in contact with. And anytime I say something about, uh, you know, wrestling, I'll say, oh, fake. John, yeah, I'll get right away. Man. John, I, I heard what you said. Come on, man. You can't do that. No, predetermined. <laughs> Predetermined. Oh wow, predetermined. That's what they want to call it. That was it. Got man. it. I love it. All right. So let's jump into the Volkanovsky Max Holloway talk. Okay, so there's there's days we've talked about this a bunch of times. There's days you show up and you feel like you just don't have it. And I felt like right from the get, Max seemed a little slower. Seemed like he was hesitant. He seemed like he just couldn't get off. I don't know what it was, but he was not on point last night. He was throwing ones, maybe twos. He wasn't throwing combinations. He was letting Volkanovski run away with it in terms of also in the phone booth. He Volk was not was putting the combinations together clean. Boy, you're right. You're right about that. But I'm just going to say he wasn't letting Volkanovski do anything. Volkanovski was doing what he wanted. That's true. I, I'm gonna, and I'm going to say it right now, and I'm going to get slammed, and that's okay. Kamara Usman is a phenomenal fighter. Volkanovski is the pound-for-pound pound best fighter there is right now. He dominates great fighters, and 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 nothing nothing against Kamaro. He's he's great. He's had had the great knockout against Masvidal. Had the great first win against Colby. Colby did okay in the second fight, and that that can happen. The same as what happened with Max and Volkanovski, but Volkanovski uh, ends up you know winning that, I guess. But you take a look from that fight, and take a look at who Volkanovski has fought. And take a look at how easily he has dispatched of really good fighters. Now, I, I'll go with Ortega. Had him in the choke. Hmm. Dude. Which I, one? I, the guillotine or the triangle? He was in both I, well, very, the, very deep. The first one was the guillotine, and it was yeah. freaking... Josh, that was topside fucking... Yeah. I mean, he just willed his way through that. He will not give in. The guy... Has gotten so much better since he's become champion. Mm -hmm. He's a much better fighter now than when he first fought Max Holloway and took that title. And he's gotten faster. His combinations are better. His dude, it, it, if you go and watch his first fight against Max, the speed was fairly close. You look at his second fight with Max, eh, it's still. It wasn't even close. He was so much faster. He was more accurate. He just did whatever he wanted. Right now, you know, and I, I go off of, you know, the, the 
the most the most stacked weight division. I go with bantamweight. I, featherweight is right there. It's the next. He's dominating. They they put they put Max in there for a third time, based upon he can beat everybody. Yeah, he beat Yair Rodriguez. He beat Calvin Cater. He beats these guys, and he beats him. You know the Calvin Cater fight. He beat Calvin. I mean, so handily and so beautifully done as far as what he can do. And I said, I go when we talked. I said, look, the only way that Max wins this fight is if he has that type of fight that he had with Calvin. He's got to have that mm-hmm. kind of output. And it's exactly what you're saying is yeah. that output wasn't even close. He was throwing fours, fives, and sixes. Yeah. In that Calvin Cater fight, you barely saw one, two, or three. Well, Volk made it very clear, and I've, he's said this multiple times, but the one time that he said it after the Cater fight was like, he never looks that good against me. And there's a reason why. Because the speed of Volk, the combinations inside the phone booth, he it's makes it defense. a dirty... He makes it a dirty, grimy fight. He doesn't allow Max to set up his combination. He doesn't allow Max to like just pick him apart, point at him, and throw punches in combination. He doesn't do that. He takes the fight to him. Max steps in. I step in, too. And he's got fast, tight hands in that, that foam booth. He was throwing uppercut, left hook, right hook, oh. and then stepping out and throwing again. I was like, he, oh, He okay. does not get hit that much. No. He really doesn't, man. You look and you look, take a look at what's landing. And you'll see it's glancing off of the glove, glancing off the arm, glancing off the shoulder. He doesn't take solid shots. He's defensively very good. He's not this brawler. He is a very technical stand-up fighter. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, look, I think I can he's get fantastic. Behind, Remember I, I can said, get behind I'm, never, I'm, not, I'm never voting. I said, I'm not betting against Alexander Volkanovsky anymore. <laughs> and I, I did not. And look yeah. at what He's that good. I'm going to get behind what you started this conversation off, but is that he's the the pound for pound best fighter right now in the UFC. He is. I can, I, I can get behind that because I mean, and nothing against Usman, nothing against whoever else is below there and nothing against them. But like you said, he is in one of the most, I'd say he's number, the number two stack division right now. It goes bantamweight. Then I think it goes featherweight. Then I think it goes lightweight, maybe welterweight after that. And the rest are all just, yeah. you know, big, big, yeah, heavyweight guys, and no one cares. Um, but then now you get down below to the to where all the talent is, the lighter guys. Um, no, definitely, definitely, I think that he is probably he's probably the pound for pound guy right now. Nothing like you said, nothing against Usman. No, nothing stuff, at all. I mean, he, I'm not. He's making it look easy. That's the thing, though, John. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. He's had to deal with some controversy. He's had not controversy. He's had to deal with um some issues. You know, in the Ortega fight, the guillotine, the triangle, yeah. they were so tight. You can see the pain, the you know, the the grimacing trying to get through those submissions. He fought through that adversity, made his way through it, ends up finishing the fight spectacularly. Like he did the same thing here. He wanted to make sure that there was nothing left to talk about after this fight. And he made sure it's not even close anymore. It's not even close. There's no one else. There's no one else in that division. Him and Emmett will be a good fight. Like in terms of Emmett's going to, I get it. I get what you're saying. I understand Uh, what you're saying. I do, but Max doesn't have the. I don't think Max ever had the power to knock him out. I agree. Emmett's with you. got the power to knock him out, but I think sure. that, I think Volt's going to. I think Volt's going to try to wrestle a little bit, and he's going to try to, and he's going to. He's got the quicker hands. He's got so much Volt with the quicker hands. hands inside a phone booth. But if you and get into thro- exchanges, he throws much shorter shots overall. This, yeah, tighter, it's tighter, shorter. Cleaner. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and those those shots are going to get there before Emmett's touch, and that's the problem for him. 
Those yeah. two guys, though, even with the uh, uh, Yang Song Yedong or whatever, that Song guy Yedong. too. He, yeah, Song Yedong. He's got power as well. Let's not forget about him. I know he's got a ways to go until he gets to a title shot. I think he's number yeah. six or seven right now. But I look at Josh Emmett. And I look at him. Style, body-wise, speed-wise, I give it to Volk. Power-wise, I give it to Emmett. Uh, Wrestling-wise, I give it to Emmett. So it could end up being a force to be a standing fight. The timing, though, of which uh, Volkanovski shoots... He's on point. He may be able to sneak a takedown or two and make Emmett fight off of his back, make him uncomfortable. Wrestlers yeah. never like to be on their back. One of the thing that one of the things that Volk is very good with, his kicks, the timing of his yeah. kicks, the placement of his kicks, and Josh does not really kick a lot. He's more of a straight boxing, uh, yeah. stand up style. He'll he'll kick every now and then. But I mean, I don't know. I just look and that performance. You look at it and you go. You can't ask for anything, but because look, he's beating a guy that is just a dynamite fighter, yeah. and a guy that right now he can beat anyone. You know, we we've talked before. You know, I'm going to say I'll say it straight up. Patricio Pitbull, power wise, he can be with uh, Volkanovski. Speed wise, mm -hmm. he can't. No. Speed wise, he can't. Mm -mm. Volkanovski is too fast for him. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with you. I, I makes it. I, I get interested in the AJ McKee fight situation because speed wise it goes to AJ, and the reach and the size wise goes to AJ. Yeah, it's and the and power I probably give to AJ as well. So power, speed, reach, length, body size, all of those things go to AJ. Athleticism I think goes to AJ, but Volkanovski goes to he's Volkanovski. I would right now I got to go Volkanovski. You can't say you can't say it won't. No, look, I can sit up here and say that both look, and we've said this. And I'm not, not going to continue to keep going into this Bellator versus UFC, guys. It's not. No, it doesn't matter. This is not Bellator versus UFC. This is you're talking about a fighter versus a fighter. That's what it is. Yeah, I look at it. And I've, I've said and we're going to continue to say this. It doesn't matter what organization you're in. Those top three guys in every organization are going to give the other top three guys a good go. Yeah. Almost every single time. Yep. Every single time. Maybe there'll be one that stands out. Sure. But the rest of those fights are going to be close. They only split each other by a percentage, maybe less. Great. Good fights. All right, let's get into Alex Behead versus Strickland. I was I was really I was not surprised. Especially after talking with uh Johnny Eblen. And, you know, he he trained with Sean Strickland for this. And, you know, he said Strickland's just gonna go straight after him. Just gonna be in the stand-up, go straight after him. And you look and you go, not that's not that's not a good game plan. It's just not a smart game plan. I'm not saying that you you can't. When you look you at know, Strickland, do you see smart? I'm just asking. I'm but, asking no, for a I, friend. But I tell you what, I see I see a guy. He's man. He he's got it when it comes to some of the things that he says because he'll sit yeah. there and he says, you know, uh, you don't like what I say. I don't care. You know, yeah. and I love his attitude towards the stuff. But when it comes to fighting in that realm against that guy. I would have liked to have seen Sean do things a little bit different. And I would have thought that's kind of like why he was training with Evelyn a little bit. Maybe take some of that. I thought but so too. Wasn't there. Well, John, here's the thing. You just said that when we did, and I was there when Johnny was talking about it. Yeah. He's just going to walk him down and try to strike with him, or he's going to just take it to him. He didn't do that, though. He stood right in front of him at range and allowed him to get off. That's why he got knocked out. If he would have tried to put him on his back foot, throw in combinations, he literally was just standing in front of him, trying to pot shot, trying to land his combination. You're not the better kickboxer. I don't care what you do. 
you're not the better kickboxer. So you need to make well, him uncomfortable. First you need off, to press it wasn't him a kick, backwards. He wasn't a kickboxer. Sean was basically a boxer. Sean was going out there and boxing while yeah. Alex was going out there and using kickboxing and attacking the legs sometimes and throwing kicks sometimes. But Sean really went after, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to parry, march you down and try to inflict damage with my hands. And it's just like, man, against that guy, I understand why you're doing that against, you know, some of your uh, prior opposition, you know, Hermanson and things like that. Absolutely understand what your game plan is smart. But I, you know, I know Sean's not a dumb guy. The people that he's with, you know, Eric Nixick, not a dumb guy. This is a guy that knows exactly how to game plan for someone. And I just don't see how they thought that, you know, being in that stand-up, I doubt that was the exact game plan. I mean, you could have maybe thought like, hey, I'm going to fill him out for the first two and a half, three minutes, yeah. but. Didn't get there. It didn't really get there. So when he got to that point of, hey, let's get maybe close the distance. Let's get a takedown at the end of the round to steal the round. Or just get into the clinch and start put pressure yeah. on him. Make his arms a little heavier. Yeah, because you know that he is not comfortable just yet on the ground. You know he's not comfortable in defending the takedowns. It's been too soon. But I've never seen a guy be so fast-tracked to a title shot. Yeah. I, I, told, I told people to sign him long ago. I said, hey, man, this is the guy. You want to sign this guy. And they went and, you know, and they looked. They said, no, nah, he wants too much money for who he is. And I go, he's going to be that guy. He's yeah. gonna be the guy that everyone's gonna look at, and, he, and and look, he's already beaten Izzy. This is the this is the guy that you know. And now look at him. And the, uh, let me just say, way to go, UFC. It's the way to do this one. If yeah. he can perform the way he's performed, and, and in three fights, he has done incredibly well. Big knee, big knee knockout. That knockout against Strickland. I mean. Yeah. Who else is there? And Izzy knew it right away when Izzy, you know, made his little, you know, talk at the well, end. He he pointed him out. They they picked his opponents out. really well, which is smart by them because they need they need this fight to happen. Yeah, because Izzy's kind of ran through this group already, so he they needed this fight to happen. They they fast tracked him as long as he did his part, which his part was to win, which yep. is what he did. And he did yep. a lot of his wins were a lot of them were uh, very impressive. His last fight was so-so, but it was a good fight. It was a fun yeah. fight to watch. He had yeah. to deal with some adversity. He almost got taken down a couple times. Um, you know, he got back up to his feet. He's still uh, learning. He let some combinations. He's still learning, but he doesn't have to worry about that with Izzy. Izzy ain't going to take him down. Izzy ain't going to try to take him down. I'd be very... Does, I, I would actually like to see Izzy yeah. change levels and shoot in. Come on. That I would show that. intelligence. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's get into the next fight there. You've got um, Barbarina Brian versus Barbarina Lawler. Lawler. My wife was screaming at me. Uh, I told her she, she sees she sees Barbarina come out. My wife, you know, my wife knows all the old fighters, and she used to work with all of them. And she worked with Robbie, and she loves Robbie. And uh, she goes, "Oh, Robbie can beat this guy." I go, "This is this dude's a tough Ooh. son of a bitch." This dude, I said, "Don't don't judge a book by the cover." I go, "Brian is a." Just a freaking banger. This guy's a dog. I said, Robbie really needs to let his hands go in this. I said, because Brian's going to be all over him. I said, yeah. and sometimes Robbie starts just defending, defending, defending. And it started, he, he, Robbie landed some great shots on Barbarina. 
at yes, times. Yes, he did. He, but then he would back off and re, he would, re, you know, just regroup. But it's like, why are you regrouping? You should be in the middle of that, like finishing yeah. that off. You know, and uh, when he got the elbows, that was the difference maker. The elbows Huge. that Barbarana, he would throw the ones jumping in inside, across on the clinch, and they hit Robbie and hurt him. You could see Robbie got hurt in the first round. Now, he hurt Barbarana twice in the first round. He got hurt once. Mm -hmm. And then in the second round, he got hurt, you know, near the end there. He got hurt. He got stung near the beginning. He made his way through it. At the end, he couldn't couldn't uh, stop what was happening, and it was a good stoppage by Mark Smith, I believe it was. was yeah, it, Mark Smith it was. It was a good stoppage for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I'm a huge Robbie Lawler fan. I'll, Same here. I'm a, I'm a jock rider when it comes to Lawler, man. Yeah, he's a great. He's got a great personality. He's a great man. Like he's very humble when you talk to him. He's he's funny when you get to know him. You know, he's, he's got really some funny. good. <laughs> he's really funny when you get to know him he's he's a hard he's a hard nut to, to to crack though from the beginning he's like oh yeah he's very kind of one-worded you know maybe yeah. two words out but once you get to know him he's fun man he's a good guy and uh whatever he decides to continue to do if he keeps fighting great if he doesn't i mean he'll be a first ballot should be a first ballot. 40 years right. old yeah okay. yeah my wife my wife talk? my wife was sitting there and she saw they put up this thing and it's 40 years old she goes oh my god robbie's 40 she goes oh <laughs> right? my god i'm so old <laughs> he was 20 years old. I think 19 when 19 he was, was 20 19. when he got signed. Yeah, he, he was, was 19, 19 when he got signed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a stud. He's going to always be a stud. But he's a great person, great individual. So, uh then you got Pedro Munoz and Sean O'Malley. I poke. John, talk to me, man. Talk to me. Talk me through this I poke situation. Talk to me through this bullshit. Let me know what's going on. Tell me. Well, I know everyone honest. at home, especially fighters that listen to us. I know you guys don't know what the hell just happened. I know. Like you guys are acting like, oh, it should have been this. Should have been. You guys don't know. You guys don't know the rules. So that's why. That's why when I when these type of things come up, I go right to John. I'm like, hey, talk to me. Tell me. Tell me. Walk me through this. Should this have went to the scorecards? Did it go to the scorecards? Can't. I couldn't hear it. Couldn't. It, no. it had to go went into the third. It had to go into the third round. This is a three round fight. It must enter the third of it. Um, right now, you take a look. Sean O'Malley didn't do anything wrong though. He had his hand exactly like they're going to tell him to do. You can have your your fingers straight up. How did he have his fingers? They're straight up. Now, it's just part of the game. It did not look, and, and I'm not doubting Pedro at all, but it was not one of those looks where you go, oh, man, that, that really went in his eye. It, like, touched the face and the eye area, and you can see he blinked right off of it. I was surprised when he said, "I'm all I can see is black," because it, you know, there have been there have been eye pokes where you look and you go, "Oh, I mean, Fabricio Verdum against Travis Brown." Take a look. I mean, that thing is second knuckle deep into his eye, you know, and he continued on in the fight. And you go, "Damn, how did you continue on in the fight after that?" But and this one, Pedro can't. But I've never known Pedro in any fashion to be a guy that would back out of anything, quit. He's tough as hell. I actually thought he was fighting well. Who did you think won the first round? You know, John, to be honest, it was one of those toss-em fights. One of the toss-em oh, yeah. rounds. Like, exactly. I didn't care who you gave it to. I didn't care it, who you gave it to. And because Pedro, Pedro won the leg-kicking contest. Yeah. Okay, now, Sean did a great job of checking some of those. 
He did. He did com- compared to what he used to do in the past. So obviously he's learned and he's going, okay, I can't just take those smart moves. I thought Sean in the stand-up landed the better shots overall, but it was close. I thought Sean was starting to actually pull a, a little bit away from him in I the second round. I could see that. And you know, that's where people are going to come in and say, oh, he wanted out of the fight. I don't think he wanted out of the fight. I think he actually couldn't see out of his eye. And if you're going to be in there against someone like O'Malley, who is a sniper, very good at long range, you've got to break through that. Don't go back out there if you can't see. And, you know, I thought he did, you know, it was, it's the right thing. Don't lie. Don't sit there and say, I'm fine when you can't see. You yeah. see, if you can't, you can't. I thought Jason did the right thing in trying. He tried to get the wet towel, which is the new thing that we, you know, try to do is, you know, many times if you can take that wet towel, put it in your eye, it helps. It just gives a, it gives moisture it to it. It, it out. makes it feel good. Yeah. The doctor came in and right away, as soon as, as soon as I heard Pedro say, I can't see anything, I see black. I go, this fight's over. They're not going to yeah. start it. The what doctor like, will never start it once the once the fighter says, "I see black." That's it. Well, John, he went to the emergency. They took him in the ambulance, so yeah. there must have been something behind it. There's not well, just it, that, but then it doesn't take much to scratch a cornea, which will make it yeah. to where you can't hardly open your eye, mm-hmm. and so it just happens. Unfortunate that it's the you know the first fight on the main card and it starts the show and you get that, but it's fighting. This happens. It's not the fighter's fault. It's not O'Malley's fault. It wasn't Pedro's fault. It wasn't the UFC's fault. It wasn't the commission's fault. It's just circumstances. Yeah. This is what happens in fighting sometimes. What I liked is there was no acting. Pedro just no. had his eye closed. He's like, oh man, there was no like, you know, there was none of that. There was none of that acting shit that we've no. seen before from no. people. Um, no, but it, look, he just he he couldn't open his eye. Said he always was black. Something was yep. obviously scratched. Went to the emergency. You know, didn't see him at the nightclub later partying, but you know he was he was actually probably at the hospital hanging out, um, doing things like that. He Anyways, was definitely he was getting those the the drops that numb it. Yeah, yeah. So he's well. I'm sure we'll see, obviously we're gonna see him back. You know, and then uh, Sean O'Malley. Where does he go from here? I think he just could keep uh, just move on. Th- yeah, look, at, it's it's a bump in the road. It's it's not a loss. You were I think personally, I thought Sean was winning the winning the fight. It was mm-hmm. close, but he was starting to take over in it. He was starting to get the idea of Pedro's not going to just be this guy that comes forward like he did in the past. He's going to be, you know, trying to stay out away and, and make little rushes in. He was figuring that part out. I think Sean O'Malley is he's going to be good. I mean, he Can is. You zoom good. in I on can, that, I can't, Dave? Say, I can't say. I can't say he's going to be good. He is good. He it's is. just a matter of, you know. Does he, go, does, he go, does he go to Rob Font? Does he go to... Nah. See, I, Rob I, Font I, might be too much of a step. I mean... I personally... He, I think Rob Font's a hard fight for him. Yeah. Now, I think he could take the fight to the ground. I think his ground is much better than Rob Font's ground. But there's there's certain ones in there you can take a look and go, I still like the Dominic Cruz fight. If you're Dom, though, are you taking that fight? No. You're taking Marlon Vera, which that's why he's taking Marlon Vera. Yeah, he's got that fight coming. I mean, up. you don't. You, I don't think he, he doesn't want Marab. No, you got to stay away from Marab. Ah, uh, and then Sanhagen's too much. I think as of right, right now, now Sanhagen is. I mean, right you now. don't want to go backwards. You don't want to fight no? Ricky Simone. You don't want to fight. You know, well, you're not going backwards. Ju- he'll, he'll jump in rankings after that. After that performance, I think he'll go up a little bit in rankings. You think so? 
I think he'll skip rookie Simone, and, and he may even skip Frankie. So you think Pedro's think so. going down? No, I think he'll leave Pedro where there is, and they'll put they'll just bump everyone else down, and he'll go right behind uh, Song Yidong. Maybe you know. <clears throat> so who knows? We'll see. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm spitballing here, buddy. Come on, you're supposed to ride with me. <laughs> right, get on this goddamn train. Uh, Jalen Turner looked absolutely amazing. <laughs> I didn't expect to see that. That's what I didn't expect to see. No, not that fast. Not that fast. <laughs> Just quick. I don't know how. I don't know how Jalen gets to 155 pounds. He's so tall. Holy shit, he's tall. For him. he's such a nice guy. Oh, he's a great guy. But I mean, you take a look, and here's he's kind of the future, and he's proving it, man. He's He's going out there and look that win against that guy. Brad Riddell is a dynamite fighter. He is tough yeah. as hell. He's got great stand up. He's got good, you know, submission defense, and he got racked with that right hand yeah. that hit him hard. And he immediately goes into the grappling scenario, and then you know he did the right thing in trying to. He tried to hold the leg, and you look at what Jalen Turner did. Got Push that leg away, gets his hand inside. It was tight. Yeah. I can't wait to see who they put him against next because, look, he's in the top ten. Yeah. I don't know if was it, was Jalen even ranked in the top fifteen. I, I don't think he was, but Riddell was number nine, I believe. Yeah, somewhere so in there, he was. He's like got to be in the top ten, nine or though. ten, somewhere there. Dave, rankings. Tell me who. You Lightweight. think should fight Jalen Turner next, though? So Turner is Dave flopping around in here. He's all over. He's the not place. even. That's pound no, for pound. He's... There we go. That's that's lightweight. So he yep, beat so he beat Riddell. He beat uh, Riddell at number fourteen. So I mean, uh, uh, ooh, Saryukin's a bad fight for him. Why not Tony Tony Ferguson? I agree. That's a good comeback fight for Tony if he wants to fight. If he wants to keep fighting. C two or experience or C two guys from uh, Southern California there, Benil, yeah. Darius. Oh, that's true, Benil. Yeah, Benil's up there though, right? Or he dropped he down He's to six. six. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he maybe because he just fought. Maybe he fights the winner of uh, Faziv and Dos Anjos. Yeah, I don't know if he'll fight that because Dos Anjos trains at Ruka also. Yep, and Jalen turns at Ruka, so Jordan I mean that that may not happen. But if Faziv wins, then I could see him maybe fighting that fight. That'd be a good fight for him. Ah, all right. Next fight. Cerrone and Cerrone and Miller. I thought I thought Cerrone was actually looking really good. Stand up wise, he was looking good. Jim Miller was doing fine. He was just staying real tight. Uh, but like the kick, they both kicked. It was Cerrone's that landed. Yeah, you know, the, it, it hit close to where he wanted, right up against the neck. He just fell down, and when he did, you know, Miller's always been good on the ground. People don't, you know, they don't give him credit for what he's done. He's always been. He's a solid black. You forget he submitted Charles Oliveira. Yeah, there you go. See, well, that's it, and that's so the point. Good. People he's don't good. give him credit for being. He's a dynamite fucking grappler. He just tends to now stand up more. And doesn't really go into a lot of grappling scenarios and stuff, but I just look at it. It was, in my opinion, this was a good fight for the UFC to put 
yeah. each guy against. Absolutely. Both of them with the most wins. Whoever got the win in this was going to be the guy that takes and has that now. Cerrone, in the end, he retires again. I can't wait for someone to say he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Come on. Get are you kidding? Here with that are you fucking nuts? This guy has been there, done it all, fought a who's who of everyone, always stepped up to the plate. This is what a Hall of Famer looks like. Donald Cerrone, I would tell you, thank you so much for the times that I was able to share the cage with you. It was an honor for me. You were always every bit the athlete that everyone would want you to be in both performance, the way you acted, everything. The one time I ever saw Donald Cerrone lose it was when? Do you recall? No, I don't. He fought Miles Jury, and he Miles got into his head so much he hated him. And at the end of the fight, he's got Miles on the ground. You want to see the hardest kicks ever landed. Look at the kicks that Donald Cerrone lands on Miles Jury and on his legs and ass. It is unbelievable how hard he is kicking him. He was like everything he could put into it, he was putting into it. And I was like, wow. He really did get to, <laughs> but I mean, he, awesome he had, career. He, yeah, he is one of those guys that I look at that he's the one that got away from me. Yeah, he's the he's the fight that I always wanted, and and out of nothing but respect, not in like oh I want to beat you. Of course you want to beat him. Watch but these leg kicks. He, Watch these leg kicks. Oh, Watch yeah. how hard he goes. Everything he has, and he's throwing in those things. I remember this. Oh, dude, he was, I was like, God damn, you're a little bit upset. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, out of nothing but respect, because the guy was just so fun to watch fight. Stylistically, I love the matchup because it could have been on the feet. And he doesn't get enough credit for how good his ground game is. He's got a fantastic armbar triangle game as well as sweeps, yeah. hook sweep game. He's a phenomenal fighter, very well-rounded fighter. He was the fight that I always wanted. He was that guy that just, I was like, man, all I had heard was that when I was with Strike Force or when I was with Pride, it was that, you know, he's the guy to fight. He was, you know, because it was him, Benson Henderson, and then Pettis came in a little bit after that. Those were the guys, man. Jamie Varner, yeah. Rob McCullough. I fought Rob, beat Rob, you know, like Varner, you know, and I had some words a couple of times. Just Jamie fighters. Was a tough fighter. that, he was. He was. Had good heavy boxing, hands. good wrestling. Had, yep. Yep. Good wrestling, good boxing. Exactly. So I just. I don't know. He was the one that got away from me, but I, I can't say enough about how fun it was to watch him fight throughout his career. Oh, yeah. People people don't... You got to put some respect on his name because you said, oh, he's fought the who's who. Yeah, but majority of the time he fought the who's who, he fought it on three weeks' notice. That's true. He didn't have a full camp. Sometimes he'd take 10 days. Okay, yeah, you know what? I got offered a fight. Okay, I'll fight. Sure, I'm ready. Like, that's the kind of person he is. He kind of shot himself in the foot. He probably could have got more title shots out of it all had he not done that. But he did it because he was in it to make money. He's a prize fighter. Oh, yeah. He was a he was a company guy, man. If you called him on five days notice, 10 days notice, we need you to fight, I'm in. Who is it? Let me know. Okay. Yep. That was it. That's the way, that's the kind of fighter he was. If you're a promotion, if you're a promoter, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for someone to step up in any call situation. I need you to fill in, please. Do me a favor. You know, I mean, I had heard reports that the UFC really wasn't taking care of him as well as they could have, things like that, which is kind of upsetting. But I hopefully, I mean, I, I look at fighters like him who I think in the long run, 
he'll be still sitting front row at every fight because of what he's given to the sport, what he's given to the UFC, WC, all of those things. Yeah. You look at guys like Chuck Liddell, you look at, I put him right up there with that Chuck Liddell type. You know, he's given so much to help build this brand. And he is such a positive influence, I think, for these young kids and everyone like that. Oh, sure, he drinks Budweiser and he does crazy things. Okay, but that's, that's what makes him who he is. Yeah, right. And that this young generation, they love guys that are all wakeboard and doing flips at fucking 40 years old. Dude, he's, he's doing stunt pilot shit. He's doing exactly. fucking wakeboarding, motocross. He races freaking trucks and buggies across the desert. Everything that is adrenaline-based, that dude loves. That's why we all love him. Well, first off, he's got a, he's got a son named Danger. Come on. <laughs> and Riot. I think, Come on, Riot. Is his other kid's yeah. name Riot? I think it is. I, I love that. Is. That's awesome. All right, I want to wish him a very uh congratulations. Happy life you. after fighting, man. Great Sit. retirement and uh congratulations on such an amazing career. Yeah. Um let's get into some of the other stuff. Okay, is there any other fights down here that you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to say Gabriel Green fought a very tough fight. Yeah. You know, he's not going to get the credit for the fight that he put on against Ian Gary, but look, when you when you're having to walk through fire, to try to land things and it is not an easy thing to do especially as the rounds go on and after you take big shots you get put on your butt gabriel green fought one hell of a fight now ian gary won the fight no doubt about it it will never show that that was a 30 27 but it was a lot closer fight than what those scorecards will show gabriel green had his moments he was doing well he caused problems for ian gary and he definitely, in my opinion, his stock went up with the performance he had against Gary. I agree. I agree. And like you said, 30-27 doesn't represent how close fights can be sometimes. I go back to the half-point scoring yep. system because of that situation. Like, sure, they were close, but he only won by this much. You know, I mean, each round with one big shot could have changed the round. And it was a, it was a very good dog-dirty fight. You know, where he had to dig deep in some situations, and he did. It just wasn't quite enough. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Uh, what other fights on here? Uh, Duplessis. That dude's crazy. <laughs> he, dude, he throws hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look, was surprised, though, John, that he was having such success with the damage. It seemed like every time he touched Brad Tavares, he was getting cut up. More blood, yeah. more of this. I was like... Yeah. This guy must have some power in his hands because every time he touched Brad, it was he was cut, more blood. It seemed like there was always a new cut. Well, it, it, what's what's strange is you look at his background and his K1 style background stuff. But when he attacks, he attacks. You 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 always talk about look at don't just throw the two the three keep on throw throw that four. This guy, but he he tends to as he's going, he's rushing forward, yeah. trying to land those extra, and he's squaring off. You're going, oh, God, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And every time, every now and then it is. He gets touched. But I thought that Brad won the won the first round, and I thought Duplessis came back, and because of damage, he ended up hurting Brad enough to where, yeah, he, he got the win. But, I mean, I just look at it. That was a fight that Brad Tavares is going to go back and look at and go, I yeah. should have won that fight. Then Jessica I, she also retires, and it's, it's time. I think she realizes, you know, the stock is, it's just come to a close. At the end of the day, the speed was a factor, the, the strength, the aggression, all of those things were a factor. I think the drive after her loss to Shevchenko kind of really just, it, it went waned. away. 
Yeah. It would it's like look, after you build up that build up all that time to get to a title shot, you get there and then you lose the way that she lost. It was it's hard to come back from, man. Like personality not personality, but confidence wise and your mentality to get back on track. I can get back and I can do it. To do all the it's, hard work. It's hard. All the hard yeah. work to get back to that shot. Well, she got her shot and I thought I think it's the same as, you know, you you, you listen to Cerrone. He said you know, Joe interviews him real quick. And he says, you know, I just don't love it anymore. You know, and you, you yeah, know that, that feeling because at a certain point in your life, yeah. fighting was everything. You loved it. You loved going to the, to the gym to train. You loved every bit of it. It was exciting and things when you were learning things new. And then it comes to the point where not only is it just hard work. Now it's, kind of monotonous and and horrible because you don't love it anymore and and well, that's about the time you lose you lose a little bit of love for it when you realize you can't do the things that you used to be able to do and when you're not performing at your best like like Cerrone he's got 10 more fights left in him there's no reason to do it though nah. what are you going to get out of it outside of just money that's the thing like he understands he was always in that top four six seven area back and back and forth back and forth yeah when you get out of that when you get out of that area you're like this is not who i am i'm a fucking winner and if yeah. i'm not going to be at the top then this is not who i am and i could see it like that's that that helps you fall out of love with what you've given your life yeah. to i no longer feel the urge to go in every single day and give it 110 percent against these young studs that are in there trying to take my head off trying to prove to them that they can beat the old lion. I don't have that. Like, I don't, I just, it just, you don't love that, that feeling of the young lions in your own gym that you're friends with. And now having their way with you. And it's like, man, this sucks. You don't want to feel that. You don't want to feel, you don't want to feel that way against them, your friends that you're training with. And you definitely don't want to feel that way against somebody in the cage, knowing that, damn, if I was a little bit younger, I'd own you, but I, I'm not. I can't do the things that I need to do in training anymore. And then you start to fall out of love with the fact that that's not who you are anymore. This isn't me. This isn't, I'm not the best version of myself yeah. in that cage. And that starts to wane on you. And that's what makes you fall out of love with it. And I think that's kind of, I could be wrong, but that's what it was for me. I mean, and I get the feeling that with Donald, he'd been at the top for so long. I mean, 20 years, pretty much. I mean, 15, 18 years, he's been at the top fighting the who's who. In, in different weight classes, by the way. I mean, stud. But it just it was not there anymore, and we don't love it anymore. Don't do it. Yep. When, you, when you're just doing it for money, which I get. Some people do. They love the drive for the money. And he seemed like he always loved the drive for the money, too. But That's because he, he likes spending it. money. Yeah, but he, <laughs> but he loved it. He loved yeah. the sport. And that's what gives him that drive to make that money. Oh, I can make a lot of money. But when you start to lose that feeling of, you just know it's not you. You know that's not who you are. It's good to step away. And I'm glad. I'm glad he did it now. Yeah. Jessica guy, same thing. Career. Same thing for Jessica. Yeah. Um, and then Jessica Rose Clark, great arm bar, great finish. Yeah. Disgusting finish, but like I mean, <laughs> well, sorry, Jessica Jessica Rose Clark got finished, but I'm saying yes. like that was a nasty arm bar. Yes, nasty. Give me flashbacks to Misha Tate. <laughs> so gross, John, to watch it. Ugh. I'm telling you, when I saw it with when I fought Benson and my thumb was going up into my skin and my skin was all wrinkled, 
I was like, this is gross. Uh, it was, I couldn't think about the fight. I was thinking about how my, my, my skin and my hands did. It's all disformed. It just was horrible. I anyway. was just like, I, I was looking at you going, come on, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Fucking pull out your thumb, puss. man. <laughs> such a puss. All right. Hey, that's going to wrap up our UFC 276, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That wraps up our 276 UFC talk. Now let's jump right into the PFL. We'll go right to the main event of the PFL. And Kayla Harrison versus Caitlin Young. Kayla Harrison made short work. It yep. was it was nice, nicely done. Big yeah. takedown. Love the takedown too. Stepped in, boom, big lift, big slam. Nicely done. Top position. You know, it was chasing around some ground and pounds, some submission a little bit, but then just the finish. She's a stud. I mean, people are gonna sit here and judge her because she's in the U she stayed with the PFL. Let's remind people. She did not have a choice. She had to go back. They had the rights to match. As long as no they match, than, she can't go anywhere. It's no different than like when you say, oh, LeBron James wants to go here. But then the Cavs have or whoever he's playing with, they have the right to match the contract if they want. And that's exactly what they did. They said, you know what? For the million dollars plus we the million dollars to anywhere. win, we don't want you going anywhere. You stay here and fight for us. They decided it was worth it. I don't know if it was, you know, because she's not really, she's fighting the same females over and over and she's making short work of them all. You know I mean? When does the motivation start to slip away and be like, okay, look, I've beaten this girl three times in the last three years. It's, it's going to get a little, it's going to start. Oh, and then you start it, not training as going, hard. It's going to come to a head quickly. You watch mm. because this is where it comes down to when you are that supreme athlete and she is, you got to yeah. give it to her. This is a two-time two Olympic, Olympic gold, gold medalist. medalist, okay? Yeah. And she is used to winning, and she's used to winning against what she considers elite competition. Now that she's in this position of fighting, she was okay fighting, you know, ladies that didn't have that great a record of, as she was learning. Now she believes, hey, I'm as good as anyone. In fact, I think I'm better than everyone. And I want to prove it. There's no way for her to prove it there. She yeah. can't. They have got to do something as far as they either have to sign Chris Cyborg to come to the PFL, do a deal with Bellator and Scott Coker to do a cross promotion, or do the same thing with uh, uh, Amanda Nunez, who is, I guess, kind of no longer really a teammate of hers. She kind of, Amanda mm -hmm. kind of moved out. So, I guess that fight could happen more readily now, maybe. I don't know. But they're going to have to do something because she's not going to stay quiet for long. She likes the money. You'd be, su you'd be surprised what money does to you, though. Yeah. When Man. you are a competitor, you'll start to talk. Yeah. Well, I wonder how long that contract was for. Was it just for the one season? Is it a multiple season deal? Like, I don't I know. Mean, I know she, she got paid out the freaking ass. Oh, yeah. I, I know the, I know so. the number. Yeah, that's a big that's a big number. A has big a lot number. Of, has a lot of zeros and a congratulations lot of, to her. Has a lot of uh, commas. It's, it's got a little commas. It's got some commas yeah. in there. Yeah. It's got a lot of those. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, here we you start go. Though more than we start getting more than two commas, it's it's a good number. <laughs> it's all right. All right. Sada boy, sigh. Boy, were we wrong? <laughs> John, totally. I thought boy, were we wrong. I thought, I thought Rory will take this fight to the ground. He will get him down. And he will he beat tried. up on him. Oh, he I know tried. He tried. He tried to he get tried. him to the ground. Yeah. 
That's... I mean, I was surprised. I, honestly, I was like, man, and, and Roy, he looks like he's slowing down a little bit on the feet. I, I know his size a little bit. He, he's fast. He's athletic. All of those things. But nah, Roy wasn't. Roy wasn't throwing the combinations either. Wasn't wasn't hiding the hands behind the kicks or the kicks behind the hands. Whatever he chose to do, do you, before. Do you see a difference in confidence though, compared uh, to the guy that was once there? Maybe a little bit, but here's the thing. I look at it too. Like when he goes from one promotion to the next, I mean, I know we know he's chasing the big money. That's he's what been he's, doing. he's been there for the, this is his second season there. Second Not like third. it's second. I think this is his third. Is this his third? I think it is. I think you might be third. right. I think this is his third. Yeah. This is the start of his third. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think in twenty two. So I think it's only two seasons, Josh. Oh, maybe, huh? 21? So he did 21? Yeah, and he's in Bellator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't fight the whole of 2020. Oh, gotcha. I'm wrong. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He just couldn't get the takedown. He was pressing the pace. He was trying to stay in his grill. But uh, Sadabusai knew that the the takedown was coming. He knew it was coming. He just kept his legs bent, dropped the underhooks. I would like to see Rory mix it up a little bit, maybe fake the, you know, faint the takedown, throw the head kick, faint the takedown, throw the jumping knee, something like that. Because look, what's the worst that can happen? You end up on bottom. Okay, cool. Now maybe I can work into a sweep situation. Yeah. Rory's got a good half guard sweep. He utilizes it very well, almost like Lovato Jr. He just wasn't able to get the fight there. You know, there was a moment there. I think in the first round, maybe it was the first. He ended up in the in that half guard position, working on that sweep. He got back up to the single leg, but he couldn't get the takedown from then on. Yeah. Uh, Ray Cooper. Ray Cooper did what he needed to do because he was. I don't think he would have gotten the playoffs. And he did it fast. Did Very it fast. smart. <laughs> Very smart. Because you know, as Ray goes boom. on, Ray, Ray still has power. He'll have power in the second. He'll have power in the third. But this was a good fight. It was, it was, it was supposed to be a good fight. But Ray was just came out real quick and put on the pace. But just started throwing the heavy shots. And uh, Cooper was just like balled up. Took a couple big shots. Tried to throw back for a second. Yeah. Took another couple big shots, and then finally enough was enough. Yeah, you can't, um, you, can't you can't win from the from a, a hiding position. It's, yeah, you're asking a, for them to stop it. Yeah, Magomedov. Yep, look good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. John. Yeah, it, he it t- it took him a little while in that first round to kind of get warmed up. Yeah, got the takedown, did some good work in the first round, but it wasn't like anything spectacular. But in that second round, that little that little backhand that started the whole downfall of that thing, I was like, yeah. "Where did you get?" Because um, Taylor threw the push kick, I believe. Yeah. And then he missed, and then uh, Margaret Karamov pushed it off to the side and just hit the backhand right off of that, and that wobbled Taylor. Then he chased him down, hit him with the, the two punch or the three punch combo, and that he went stiff. He went boom, body went stiff on the way down, bam, hit very nicely done. Good combo, you know, good work. I mean, I, you expect that though from someone who's in your finals from the year before. Yes, you that's, do. Those are the fights that you expect from that's Ray what, Cooper. That's what you got from Ray Cooper and Magomed. Yeah. So it's almost like they knew, like you know what, we need these wins to get us in the in the playoffs. Okay, sure, I'll get it real quick. <laughs> I need Let me get this points. win real quick. Yeah, I need, I need six, six points. points. Let me get this win real quick. Yeah. Very nicely done. Uh, Pacheco, you know what? Surprised shit out of me. I didn't realize that she was going to get the takedown so easy. I know she's yes. tough. I know she's good. She's a grinder. She can get, but. I didn't expect her to get that takedown so easily. She was chasing that submission, that side choke for a while. Yeah. Finally gave up on it. I was like, you know what? Let me just go to ground and pound. Done. Done deal. But she, this is, and that's the whole thing with Jenna. 
Mm-hmm. If she's on her feet, she's good. But if you yeah. can take her off her feet, there's no, there's no, there's nothing there of danger from that point. It's a matter. Can you keep her down? If you can keep her down, you're just going to beat up on her. And that's kind of what happened. True, True story. Yep. Um, this is the, this is the one, this is the only fight that I, I saw, I saw this fight. I didn't see any of the prelims. Sorry. I saw the Umalatov or whatever. Good. Good fight. Which, oh, Umalov? Yeah, yeah. Against, uh, Al Salali. Yeah. I saw like, I saw, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't see all of it. I, I saw, I saw the finish on it. I didn't see the whole thing. Got so. it. Got it. Uh, all right. Well, overall, hey. it was, you know, kind of went they needed some finishes they needed the finishes well they needed finishes they got you, you would like when you this is the problem you've got kayla harrison as your main event and you need to have someone for her to fight if you're the yeah. pfl you gotta find somebody where do you go from here i <clears throat> i mean john they've got good they've got some good fighters in the in this promotion yeah, they've got a, they've got a lot of good fighters. I mean, like to me, uh, Magomed Karamov, Cooper. You know, I, I'm still a big fan of Anthony Pettis. I know he's coming off his loss, but I mean, they've got good fighters in there. You know, um, uh, what's his name? The one that beat uh, Pettis, not Ray. Clay Collard just beat him. But no, Clay Collard. He's another good guy. You know, you've got you've got certain fighters that are in that mix, man. That are there, that are good names. They fight well. Chris Wade is fucking stud right now. Yep. He's just just fucking performing like no one's business. So I don't know. There's you just gotta. Find, I don't know. I feel the same way a little bit with Bellator though. We gotta find bet. We gotta find more ways to market our top talent. Just gotta be different ways to do it. You gotta get them. I also feel like you need to have these speeches. And one thing that I'll I you gotta have these conversations with these with these fighters. Look, we're we're looking for the guys that stand out and the females that stand out. Just getting out, going out there and getting decision wins ain't going to get it done. You trying <laughs> to be a star? What are you trying to do? What, what, what is your goal? Is your goal to go out there and play it safe and collect a check? Because if it is, then you're in the wrong show. That's okay. No, no, you, you'll, you'll collect your check, but you'll never get another one from me. And that's, yeah, that's the, the, the first thing that I would make very clear. Hey, I don't care if you win or lose. I really don't. Boom. I care that you perform. I care that you go out and give me everything that you can give me. I care that you give these fans who paid money for these seats something to talk about. You do that and you lose. I promise you, you'll be back. See, that's the thing. You go out out and you perform and have a, a stagnant bummer fight and you win. Don't think that you're guaranteed of being back. Yeah. That, that's the one that's the one conversation that pride had with every fighter when we walked in yeah. they said if you go out there and lay it on the line i guarantee you'll be back yep they're like we don't care we don't care if you win or lose care if you lose. care is you lay it all out there that's it holy shit yeah and that's yep. why they had some of you go back in history and you watch the pride fights they had some of the best fucking fights those guys man they fought to the bitter end there well, not only just, be, and, you saw guys who really didn't have much of a chance against their opponent really fucking go after him. You go, Whoa, look yeah. at this girl going after him. And it was because it was like, I want to be back. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I'll lose, but I'm going to give it everything I have and I'm going to make this exciting. And they did. And you go, yep. that for me, if I was in charge, which I never will be, but you know, this is, I was, hey, I don't care if you win or lose. I care about how you perform. 
Yeah. I can see that. All right, we should we should have those conversations. Yep. All right, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk. We're going to jump into some news. All right, I'm going to give you guys Dave. one story since um, since Let's UFC go. was a very comprehensive recap. Uh, I'm going to give you guys, have you guys comment on this. Josh had mentioned it earlier, so we'll jump into this, and then we'll wrap up. A couple of these items will fall into the five-round main event this week, so make sure you guys tune in later in the week for five-round main event on the Extra Channel. Let me get your reaction to Luke Rockhold saying that he's the one that can beat Izzy. And Josh, anything else you took away from last night that you want to add here? Feel free to go ahead. John, there's no doubt that I believe that Luke can do it. There's no doubt, especially if he's working on his wrestling and his grappling. That's the biggest thing. If this fight hits the ground, I don't think Izzy gets out of two minutes. If the fight hits the ground, I don't think he can survive. <laughs> Luke Rockhold for two minutes. Okay, but if it doesn't hit the ground, it looks I don't in think trouble. Luke, Luke can't survive that fight. Uh, nope. It's get, no, no, no. Not Here, if he's fighting. I, I can't. I can't say. I can't say that he won't survive. I can't say. I don't think he's gonna win. Yeah. On the feet, he won't win. I can't say. Izzy hasn't shown me as of lately that he's he's got the killer instinct to knock anybody out right now. You know, now I do agree that, you know, and that's all I'm only going based off his last couple of performances. That's all I'm going based off. I'm not talking about the history of Izzy because we know what he's capable of. I'm simply saying that he's now comfortable with just sitting back, touching you, touching you, touching you. And if he knocks you out, cool. If he doesn't, doesn't care because he's still getting paid. That's kind of the, that's kind of the, what I'm getting right now from Izzy. I'm not going to take too many chances. As long as I'm winning the fight, I'm good to go. That's what I'm getting right now. Now, if, if Luke gets his fight to the ground, I think I think that he finishes Izzy. Now, if they're on the feet, there is I'd say seventy percent chance he finishes Luke on the feet. But it yep. depends on which Izzy shows up—the one that goes after him and chases after him and try not chases after him, but tries <laughs> to walk him down and piece him up and touch him. Then yeah, I could see that. But the one that Here, just circles and the, keeps, stays away and touch, touch, touch—I don't know. I'm going to say it this way: the real question is this: Luke is now at a different camp, been there for a while. Have they have they fixed some of the issues that used to cause Luke some problems, especially in the stand-up? He had certain tendencies that people started to actually figure out, and when they figured them out, everyone saw that blueprint and went after it, and Luke wasn't able to adjust to it. So how is he now with his new camp and everything he's been doing? Has he fixed those things that tended to give him problems near the end when he was fighting? If I'm the fight sure. hit the ground, yeah. See, and if the if the fight hits the ground, look, Luke Rockhold is way better on the ground than people realize. He is top notch, high level grappling. He is slick with his his transitions. His setups are are really nice. His positioning is fantastic. He doesn't look heavy. He's super fucking heavy. Uh, he he. On the ground, I think he would give Izzy problems. He's got to get the fight to the ground there. And if there yep. was ever a thing that was not his strong suit, was his wrestling was adequate. Yeah, adequate. mediocre. Yeah. It was adequate. It was never, wow, he, he, he's really got some slick takedowns. He really changes levels well. That's not who he is. So <clears throat> that's my real question. Can he get the fight down? Has he, has he worked on that? To the, now it's a strength. I don't know. His, his to go back to his grappling the reason why i say and you you just said the same thing is that his grappling is so good is because of his body style his length he's got the leverage to pull and twist and mm -hmm. torque look what he did with, to, to tim bosch 
He just yanked his arm right out. Boom. Just using his leverage, just using his his length and his reach on everything. He is strong as hell, too. He's not a small guy. People don't really. No, he's for a 185, big he's big for 185. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to really put it on any weight when he fought uh, Blahovich. When he fought Jan Blahovich, he didn't have to put a lot of weight on because that's what he walks around at. He walks around 212, 215 easily. I mean, there's moments where I'd seen him. He was up to 220. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, like, now I saw him last night. He's lean, and I've seen you know we we talk quite a bit, and we're uh, back and forth on on uh, on Instagram. He's lean, he's ripped, he's been in this long camp. Remember, he was supposed to he was supposed to fight Strickland, then he got hurt, then he was supposed to fight Costa, then the fight got pushed. He's been in camp for probably a good four or five months. Long time. And he probably easily it's been in camp for a long time. He's ripped, he's lean, he's active, but has he worked on his wrestling enough to get this fight to the ground where he is better? I think than almost all these guys at 185 on the ground. He's phenomenal. The guy yeah, is good. Really good. I'll give you guys an example. He was a brown belt. I think he had just, I'm not sure if he just beat Weidman or if he had fought somebody else. Maybe it was after the Bosch fight. He flew, the uh, Gee Worlds was the next day in Long Beach. He flew straight, the next day he flew and competed the next day in Gee Worlds. I think he ended up placing like third or second or something like that. I mean, after and then that was also it was after a night of partying. He yeah. won, he won, went out. You know what? Fuck it. Jumped on a plane, went and competed because his match wasn't until like four o'clock in the afternoon. Competed and then ended up taking like third, second or third. He lost in the finals. He lost in the. That's how good he is. Just shows up. These guys and they're and it's in a gi. Yeah. So completely he's different. phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Yeah, it's totally different. Just look. I can sit here and I can boast him up and tell you guys, you know, without being biased, he's got the talent. Just a matter of if he has the mindset when he gets he's in there to fight the, the way. Yeah, he's always the had quest, the talent. The question is, is is his head in the game the way it needs to be? Yeah, exactly. Hey, go to wayneandpodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. We've got some new shirts that are available. We've got our five-round main event shirt that's new, but hashtag and still. And, of course, Josh-isms. Hindsight is 50-50. Let's <laughs> never forget about that. I'm actually going to make a shirt that says Joshism and the definition. And it'll be like all the shit that I've ever Ooh, said. I like that one. Yes, that's um, a good one, right? Rebel Lion is actually making a couple other shirts for us as well. So he's working nice. on a couple of new designs right now. So um, all right. yeah, make sure you guys... You guys Dude, give him a follow I don't know on that social guy, media. That, that guy has... Just looking at the Rebel Lion artwork thing there, and it's Rebel Lion, but it looks like Rebellion artwork. And it I does. think yeah, he so did that as, as a play on words. Exactly. Was, which is actually really cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Sorry for the late drop. I was in uh, L.A. for Fight Campaign with Brennan Schaub and the crew with Rock Cold and Trevor Wallace. And uh, Big John was out mowing the fields for Miss McCarthy uh, pretty much since yesterday because it's yep. about 80 Just acres jumped in or here whatever to do this right now. Hotter yeah, jumped in here. It's 100, it's 100 degrees. We got you out of the hot and into the more hot inside a, ki- inside a barn. Tin can don't, podcast. Don't, don't Dave, screw with my barn, dude. Podcast Dave's in Austin getting ready to go watch the fireworks tonight. I don't know why tonight. What? Why tomorrow? Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, Look, Austin you know, does it's just, everything. It's Texas, man. Texas, we just celebrate independence all the time. You know, uh, we just, you're, just in, you're independent of independence. Yeah, exactly. They're, just, they're strange. And all I right, apologize guys, well, to hey. the video viewers for a big Johnny got closer and closer throughout the throughout the show. Um, you can't <laughs> teach I? an old dog yeah, moving around. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, I'm I sorry, did give a long lecture before the show, <laughs> so uh, he got closer and closer. <laughs> he just wanted to show off his wrinkles, I think. So that's what it was. You know, <laughs> there he goes. Moving. Back to where How's he that? was. Better. 
So tell me. No, you. you know what it was, right? John John doesn't like when I'm bigger than him, so he starts to scoot closer because it makes <laughs> him bigger. He's like, I'm feeling small. I gotta get closer. Dude, I, I can't wait. I can't wait till the day that you're bigger than me. You got that Shit. fat dad bod. There's Come no on, way baby. I'm ever gonna. There's no way, John. Have you not seen us standing next to each other? Your fucking yeah. bones are be bigger than me for the rest of my life. Even if you had no skin well, or true. muscle, Jesus. Yeah, All right, guys. Well, hopefully, you're you guys fast, enjoy baby. this show. I am fast. I am fast. That's what she said. All right, John, take us away. Hey, everyone out there, I hope you enjoyed the fights like we did. Some good stuff coming up. Do us a favor. Have a great time on the Fourth of July. Enjoy each other. Party on. But be safe, take care of each other, do something good for someone, and we will see you. This is lose your finger time of the year, okay? So be very <laughs> careful, you guys. Be very yeah. careful. Do not drink and drive. Also, cops are out everywhere. Please be safe from both of us. From both. Normally, it's just from John, but from no, both, from of, both us, of us, please be safe. Please be safe. Have a happy fourth.